Hey, you are tuned into the Bold Church podcast. My name is Yasmin Ruhi. I am one of the lead pastors here. We're so excited that you can join us for today's talk. We hope it blesses you. We hope it encourages you. And if you find it useful, go ahead and send it to someone else whose day you can bless. If you want to join us, we meet live every Sunday morning. If you want to find out our times or where we're meeting, head to our website at bold.church or head to our Instagram at boldchurch. SV. Thank you so much and enjoy today's talk. Good morning. Good morning. Who is excited for church? Come on. One more time. It's 10 o'clock. It's not five. You have no excuse. Who is excited for church? Come on. Uh, before I begin, I got a fire sermon, but I got to give you some, some housekeeping. This is a great time to pull out your cell phone and take a picture of this. Let me give you some events that are coming up on the 18th of January. Let me tell you, uh, we are starting 21 days of prayer tomorrow. So get your Big Macs in tonight because tomorrow it's going to be something different. But on the 18th of January, and I use my words very clearly, we are going to cry out to God together. We've never done that as a church where we just gather, worship, and pray. It's going to be a night of fervency for God. And on the 22nd, if you've ever led a group at, at Bull Church or you've been coming for a while and you are interested in leading a group, that is the meeting where you will hear uh, our standards of, of, of why we do groups, who is qualified to lead a group, and how we do groups. You do not want to miss it. And on the 27th, I, who is excited for our conference? Come on. In this room, we got Nathan Finocchio, we got Russell Johnson of Pursuit, and we got Emmy Rose. I don't know why they said yes. Thank you. Favor ain't fair. Come on. I'll, I'll let you touch me on the shoulder. and can rub off on you maybe a little bit. Just kidding, kidding. But we would love for you to join us because the reason we chose that weekend for conference is because that's the end of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. We want you praying and fasting, going into the conference, and then just lighting your faith on fire for the rest of the year. Because we just believe if you give God the first 21 days, the rest will be blessed. And on the 29th, if you, you've been coming for a while and you want to explore how do you get more plugged in, maybe you want to take your first step in this church, it is growth track. Who's part of the dream team? Will you make some noise? Come on. These, these people... We did not have Mary Poppins on the team where we say abracadabra and everything got kind of set. They put this room together. So God bless you, dream team, for the last five years. You have put sweat equity in this church. And God has been faithful to reward your hard work. And uh, uh, are you guys ready for today's sermon? Three of you, Awesome. Awesome. For the, for the three of you, let me tell you, we are on a collection of talks called A Techie's Guide to Joy. Because I've been pastoring for close to a decade now, and the thing I see most common is people come to church not on a truth quest. They're on a happiness quest. Their marriage is hurting. They're, they're depressed. They have anxiety. They're overwhelmed with life, and they're looking for something to give them what essential oils didn't give them. You know, uh, yoga didn't give them, that the pill didn't give them, and and I love in Hebrews chapter 2, it says that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness. Which means, it's modern saying, he's the happiest person on earth. So if you want to experience what Jesus experienced, listen, you got to do what Jesus did. Amen? You guys ready for God's word? I'm, I'm going to go long today. It's our building. We do whatever we want. 
First Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse 5. When you see on the screen, someone shout amen. amen. You've been raised on the message of the faith. And have followed sound teaching. Let me just pause and tell you, Paul is speaking to Timothy who's a Christian. This, this is a message, this is a sermon for those that profess faith. But if you're new to church, let me tell you, this is a church where we invite our friends. We expect you in the room. So let me just speak to you for a moment. It, it, this is not a promise for you, but it's a promise one day if you receive it, it's for you. But too many Christians in this room, you, you're, the journey of faith, you think it ends when you place your faith in Jesus. Unfortunately, that's when it begins. So what do we do after we profess faith in the, the risen Savior? Paul says it. Now. Someone say now. now. Now pass on this counsel to the followers of Jesus there. We got stuff to do. And you'll be a good servant of Jesus, implying there are not so good servants. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. I love that the Bible calls out people who love to pontificate all day long about the Bible. That God is saying, dude, who cares if there's dinosaurs or not? If Jesus rode one or not? Are you sharing your faith? Is it pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib? I just want to lose my belly fat. Come on this year. And often we, we, we will spend hours debating theology all day long and and what the scriptures are saying is if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Because if all you do is talk, the Bible calls that silly. Because your neighbor doesn't have what you have. And if all you do is debate and argue and no one is changed, no one is transformed, the Bible calls that silly. Instead, look what he says. Exercise daily in God. Come on. No spiritual flabbiness. Paul says, keep it tight. Please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful. This is your life verse for some of you who live in the gym. But, someone say but. But a disciplined life or a spiritual life in God is far more so. Paul is saying it's good that you work out. I want you to be physically healthy. But you know what's more important than lifting weights? Being spiritually strong. Making you fit. Someone say fit. Both today and and forever. I love that because the, the word of God is trying to give you some hope. Not that one day when, when we go to see Jesus, then my broken marriage, then my depression, then my anxiety. One day forever, down the road, it will get better. Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. Today and forever. The, the message of Christianity is that not, your life doesn't change one day. You have to just suffer through until the, No, no, no. God wants to change your life today. He wants to change your marriage today. This is why Jesus prayed on earth as it is in heaven. Because he wants us to bring heaven down, heaven down into your marriage, heaven down into your finances, heaven down into your relationship with your children, heaven down with your crazy boss at work. And I get an amen. amen. God wants, maybe some of you have never heard this before because you've always thought that Christianity is, is a one-day thing. And maybe tomorrow things will get better. No, 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 no. Your depression can change today. Your anxiety can change today. And God wants you Today and tomorrow. And I know in a room on the very first Sunday of the year that most of you, if, I, if I'm being honest, have New Year's resolutions. You want this to be the best year of your life. Amen? But there's, even though we all have in common, there's one thing that we're different. Better means something for some, most of us in this room. Some of you, better means you're no longer single because you've been ready to mingle for a long time. Right? For better, some of you, you're, you're starting January without a job and better is getting one. For some of you, you have a job, but it doesn't pay you enough. 
and better would be a, a pay raise, amen? Some of you, better would be getting your crypto back that you lost on FTX. That's nervous laughter for those of you that are new in this room. But I wrote it down like this. Maybe this will speak to you. Here's what we all have in common. That this is, if this is your best year spiritually, it will also be the best year ever. That's why Paul's saying now, today, and forever. And what I want to challenge you for the next 21 days, give it to God. And if you make this the best year of your life spiritually, it would be the best year of your life in every other area. And if you believe that, watch what the Word of God says. This is why we've thrown ourselves into this venture so totally. God's saying, go all in with me. We're banking on the living God, Savior of all men and women, especially believers. I got a sermon today. It's going to challenge some of you. Are you guys ready? The title of my sermon is Fast. Turn to neighbor and say, I'm not ready. Turn to your other neighbor that you ignored on the first Sunday of the year and say, I'm not ready. Let me, let me pray before we begin because uh, we're starting 21 days of prayer. Why not just model it for a second? God, thank you so much for what you've done in our faith community in five short years. God, it is a miracle. God, I remember those early days where we would drive at 6.30 with a, a big trailer. And we wouldn't get home until 2.30, 3 o'clock. And it's crazy, Lord, that we walk into a building that needs a lot of work, needs a lot of paint, needs a lot of carpet. But, God, it's ours. And we're going to use it for your glory to make you known in this valley, the most unchurched region in the entire country. We came in one way, Jesus, but we want to walk out another. We want this to be the best year of our life, Jesus. And we want to give you the first 21 days. God, help us be different this year. God, help us become more like you. God, your greatest desire for us is not to be the same we were last year, but to be more like your son this year. And if you believe that, everybody said, everybody said, bold tradition. We get loud before we can. Can we just Jesus a round of applause? Come on. Show of hands if you have a fitness New Year's resolutions this year. Show of hands. Okay, I figured. For those of the hands that didn't go up, those, those people are, are banking on the rapture. Uh, if you're new to church, you know what that means. When Jesus comes back, he's going to give you a new body. You, you don't want to work out because whether it's fit or flabby, you're going to get a new one anyways, right? But uh, Google tells us that health searches spike in January. If you go to the gym in January, it's packed. What's crazy is that by May, 70% of New Year's resolutions are gone. They're done. I didn't come here to be your personal fitness trainer, your, or, but I did come as your pastor. And what's so interesting is I find that your personal trainer and your pastor, if we were to both speak into your life, we would say the same thing, that you will never reach your full potential unless you exercise. But what you do in the gym, listen, there's a metaphor what you do in the church. And I wrote it down like this. Maybe this will speak to you. Praying and fasting is to your spiritual health what running and lifting weights is to your physical health. Come on, this is an analogy. This is, someone say amen if you believe that. But why? Why is that analogy the same? I wrote it down like this. Just like the gym, being a member at church isn't enough. Come on, some of you got a 24-hour fitness tag on your, on your keychain. That won't help you lose weights, okay? You can't drive by and say, in Jesus' name, I lose the booty. You can't even peruse the aisles of, of 24-hour fitness hoping to lose some weight. You actually have to work out. And in the same way, you have to exercise daily in God. You cannot just come to church. God expects you to work out. Someone say, I'm going to work out this year. And I remember when I was... 
24 years old, CrossFit exploded in the U.S. It went from this military thing to now like techies were doing it. And there's all these CrossFit gyms all over the Bay. And I remember there was three of my friends were all having lunch. And one dude, he was all about it. He's like, wad this and wad that. I was like, what, what are you talking about, right? He's like, it's the workout of the day, bro. You got to come. You're going to puke once a week. It's awesome. I'm like, dude, you are demonic. <laughs> Why would I want that? And I have this other friend that every year, maybe you have a friend like this, every year it's a different workout. One year it's running, one year it's Pilates, and one year it's hot yoga, and, and nothing apparently works for him. You know what I'm talking about, that, that friend? And he tried CrossFit. I, I use the word tried CrossFit. He went for like three or four months, and at the end he's like, it doesn't work. And even though I despise CrossFit, something in me rose up. And I started, to, I'm like, bro, it's not that it didn't work. It's that you didn't work. You, you tried it, and you did it a few times, but then it didn't work. I wrote it down like this. It works, but only if you work it. That's not only true of the of the gym, it's true of the church. If you work your body, it's gonna, if you work it, it will get better. If you work on your marriage, it will get better. If you work on your finances, it gets better. It only works, though, if you work it. And prayer is how you work your faith. Too many people, though, Pastor Ali, why do I need to pray if God's just going to do what he wants to do? I hear this question all the time from believers. What's the point of praying, Pastor Ali, if God's just going to do what he wants to do? Listen, what's the point of working out when you know you're going to die? Right? You, you do it anyways. In the same way, I don't pray because God's Burger King and I get it my way. He's the king of kings and he may not change my circumstance, but listen, I'm changed. My faith has changed. My perspective. He doesn't change my circumstance. He changed how I see my circumstance. And if you don't pray, if you don't work out in the kingdom of God, you lose it. In the same way, there's muscle atrophy. You ever see someone in a wheelchair? They got Big old biceps, big old shoulders, because they're, they're, they're using their arms constantly. But then their legs are very small, because they don't use those muscles. They get small. In the, what is true physically is true spiritually. When you don't pray, your relationship with God dies. You need to work out. You need to exercise daily in God. Jesus says it like this. No, excuse me. It works only if you work it. And then it, the, the results, listen, won't happen fast enough to keep you motivated. The, the results won't happen. This is when you, when, you, when you do work out. Listen, when you, do, when you are praying, when you are pushing, when you are, you ever go to the gym and, and you like spend three months and like, oh my gosh, nothing happened. That's why everyone leaves the gym in May, not because they're not disciplined, because they don't see the results that they wanted to see. I remember when I was in college, I, I had what's called the freshman 15, and then I had a sophomore 15, and I had a junior 15, I just had a college 15, right? And uh, I had this little, like, belly and pouch that makes it called the bebop. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I have translators who help me with this. And I remember going to the gym every week, like three or four times a week, working out, lifting weights, running. And then I remember at the end of the three months, I stood on a scale and my weight was almost identical to what it was three months ago. I was so discouraged. I remember looking at my friend. I'm like, I'm never coming back. And he's like, no, 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 stand on this scale. And I stood on another scale. And this is one of those scales where it measures your body fat percentage. You know what I'm talking about? And it told me I actually had gone down three or four body fat. I, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see change. 
But when I stood on the scale, I was changing, listen, on the inside. And some of you, when you pray, you're not going to see the results that you want. And you're going to quit the same way that people quit the gym. But even though you don't see the results, keep praying. Because God's like, I'm changing your heart. I'm changing your desires. I'm changing what you want. And you may not see it today, but it's coming. I remember when, if God was to speak to some of you, three years ago, you would have slept with your boyfriend. Today, you want to live in purity. Three years ago, you would have lied to your boss to get the promotion. Today, you're going to live in faithfulness. Three years ago, you would have crossed the line. Today, you live with integrity. You may not see the change that you want to see today, but believe me, when you keep praying, when you exercise daily, someone say daily, in God, you will see the change. I wish God could give you like a soul scan of your heart changing as you're giving him daily prayer. But I need to tell you like this, the, res the results won't keep you motivated. And I wrote it down like this, the faith in your routine must be greater than the frustration of your results. That's, I'll just say amen to that. That's so good. If, if you catch that, you won't quit on day seven. You'll keep going even though you don't feel it. The same way when you're at the gym and by month three, you're looking in the mirror and you're taking your shirt off and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You keep, it takes faith though. Faith is the assurance of what you don't see but what you hope for. I wrote down like this, maybe this will, although you may not be able to experience immediate results, have faith. Someone say faith in your routine. And, and spiritually speaking, some of you are so focused on your habits and your addictions and the, the, the proclivities that you have instead of being focused on prayer and fasting, believing by faith that the routine will change you. Amen? But once you begin praying, just like in the gym, this will speak to some of you. Progressive overload is how you progress. I remember when I first went to the gym, and it was intimidating. There's all these guys curling like 50-pound weights, and I was like a buck 35. And I'm curling like 20-pounders, like trying to hide in the corner so no one sees me, right? And then I got good at the 20-pounders, and I was like, mm, look out for your boy. I'm, I'm the best 20-pound curler in the, in the world. I could do like 30 without getting tired. And what happened is that's all I could do because I never pushed myself. I never progressed in the gym. I never pushed overload. What is true in the gym is true in the church. What did you do last year? It won't work this year. Some of you watching online, let me speak to you. It's time to come in the room. For some of you who have gone to Growth Track and you haven't served in a year, this is where you're going to progressively overload and go from 15 pounds to 17 and a half. Come on. Some of you have, have, have received faith in this church. 70 of you did it this last year. It's time to go public with your faith. For some of you who have been living Christianity alone, you come on Sundays and I love it. You're always welcome. But it's time to go into a group and begin walking out your faith with other believers. Progressive overload is how you progress. And I even wrote it down like this. If it's not heavy, you're not growing. If it's not, you cannot do different things, the same thing, and expect different results. If you want to experience what you've never experienced this year, you got to do things that you've never done before. And just like in the gym, you ever heard the term, you can't outwork a bad diet? You ever heard that term? They say, oh my gosh, if you want a six pack, you don't.
Hey, thank you so much for listening today. If you want to follow us on social media and just stay up to our current events, our social media handle is Bold Church SV. That's Bold Church SV for Silicon Valley. We hope you stay blessed and we'll see you soon. Thank you.